we see the development and uptake of sustainable aviation fuel as being key in further reducing CO2 emissions. This is Marilyn Bastin, Head of Aviation Sustainability at Eurocontrol. And this is On The Move, a podcast series by the Transport Area of the Florence School of Regulation on the European Green Deal and its implications for the transport sector. I am Teodora Serafimova, and in this series, I will be speaking to a number of mobility experts to discuss decarbonization and digitalization, among other key issues on the EU transport policy agenda. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking to Marilyn Bastin, Head of Aviation Sustainability at Eurocontrol. Marilyn has over 15 years of experience within the air traffic management community and has been previously working on environmental matters at Skies, the Belgian air navigation and traffic service provider. Marilyn, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me today. Thank you, Theodora, and good afternoon. And thank you for inviting me to this podcast and giving me the opportunity to explain the role of Eurocontrol in the aviation sustainability domain. It's a pleasure. In its European Green Deal, the Commission reaffirms its ambition of achieving a climate-neutral Europe by 2050. For the transport sector, this will require a 90% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions by mid-century as compared to 1990 levels, with significant contributions across all modes of transport, including aviation. To start with, could you please share a few words about Eurocontrol on your role in European aviation policy and more specifically on your activities in the sustainability arena? Of course. So Eurocontrol is a pan-European civil-military intergovernmental organization with a mission to support European aviation. To achieve this mission, on a daily basis, we work with our 41 member states, the European Union and its agencies, but also air navigation service providers, civil and military airspace users, airports and aircraft manufacturers, and many other aviation stakeholders in a joint effort to make aviation in Europe safer, more efficient, cost-effective, while minimizing its environmental impact. Our key activities include the management of the European Air Traffic Management Network. As you may know, we are appointed by the European Commission as the network manager in support of the EU's performance objective. ATM research and development, both through our partnership with the CESAR joint undertaking and our innovation center in France, Bretigny, civil military cooperation, collecting and redistributing the 9 billion euros annual route charges, and also our training activities in Luxembourg and the operation of Europe's only transnational en route air traffic control center is in Maastricht. Eurocontrol's focus is currently on four key areas. The first is to support our stakeholders to recover as fast as possible from the COVID-19 crisis. The second, to support the single European sky. The third is to provide states and industry with the best possible technical expertise and coordination. And finally, the fourth one is to help the delivery of a sustainable approach to aviation. And of course, this last point is where I come in as I lead the work stream in the agency dedicated to sustainability. 
Within the area of sustainability, we have three main pillars of activity. The first pillar focuses on the support we are delivering to our member states, the European Union, the International Civil Aviation Organization, ICAO, and institutional stakeholders like EASA, ICAC. We put our expertise, tools, and data at the service to facilitate measurement, monitoring, and mitigation of aviation's impact on the environment. For instance, with EASA, we have a joint work program on environment which covers different subjects such as noise modeling and collaboration on drafting the European Aviation Environment Report. This report is published every three years to provide information to policymakers and the general public on European aviation's environmental performance. Eurocontrols is also supporting the states, the European Commission and ICAO for the implementation of the emissions trading scheme at European level and CORSIA, Carbon Offsetting and Reduction Scheme for International Aviation at global level. These market-based measures contribute to the containment and reduction of CO2 emissions. The second main pillar focuses on the support we are delivering to our operational stakeholders. We assist our stakeholders in reducing the environmental impact of their operation. This support may include expertise and tools on noise, air quality emissions like CO2 or NOx. We are also working on better identifying the inefficiencies in the network. The network manager, for instance, is intensively working on flight efficiency by continuously improving the network. And finally, the third pillar focuses on research and innovative projects. We are working on developing our expertise on innovative areas such as the avoidance of contrails or other non-CO2 effects, as well as sustainable aviation fuels implementation. As a founding member of the CESAR joint undertaking, which is the research and development arm of the single European sky, we are also working on a number of CESAR projects where we deploy our expertise, tools and experience to assess the environmental benefits of the future deployments within the single European sky. Thank you for this overview. Uh, you touched upon your efforts on the technology front and in particular the implementation of sustainable aviation fuels. That is, of course, something that is also acknowledged by the Commission's Green Deal, which underlines the need to ensure efficient pricing of air travel and to accelerate the production of these fuels. Significant jet fuel and CO2 emissions can, however, be saved already today through the encouragement and provision of more efficient routes. So what are the current barriers to route optimization and how can the implementation of the single European sky support the reduction in aviation emissions? It's an excellent question, Theodora. Aviation sustainability is not just about route optimization. There are other aspects besides CO2 that need to be considered that also affect our quality of life, such as noise, air quality, and other environmental impacts like NOx or contrails. It means that a 100% route efficiency is not achievable nor desirable. Optimized routings are about trade-off 
and compromises that offer the best operational solution, not just at local level, but also at network level. These compromises perfectly summarize the complexity and the challenges around reducing environment impact and optimizing the network performance. For instance, it may be preferable to fly longer routes and reduce noise over specific areas than to fly the optimal descent trajectory using minimal fuel over a densely populated area. The deployment of novel operational solutions to support the single European skies contributes to the overall improvement of the network by providing more efficient routes and supporting procedures and infrastructure which enable more optimized trajectory in terms of fuel burn. CESAR, by designing, developing, validating, and deploying innovative technological and operational solutions, contribute to the reduction of aviation emissions and noise. And we, as Eurocontrol, are actively supporting CESAR project by providing expertise and tools to assess the environmental impact of the operational solution. Another key to optimize flight efficiency and emission reduction is performance monitoring. The better we can identify inefficiencies, the more we can identify improvements. For instance, during the COVID crisis, the network manager, together with the operational stakeholder, continue relaxing airspace restriction, resulting in addressing around 1,200 RAD measures or constraints, allowing airspace users to operate more flight-efficient trajectories. The adaptation of these RAD measures or constraints generated significant distance flown savings up to 26,000 nautical miles saved per day, depending on the daily traffic. This represents, in average, 156 tons of fuel, or the equivalent of 520 tons of CO2. Eurocontrol has also developed a web portal, the Artificial Intelligence Performance Portal, that gives all operational stakeholders access to a huge range of data, including environment indicators. There are indicators as defined by the Single European Skies Regulation, but also some additional indicators giving supplementary insights to identify room for improvement. Take as an example, the new continuous climb operation, continuous descent operation indicators that have been developed by the European CDO-CCO task force that monitor vertical performances for each flight in Europe. My next question will build upon these trade-offs or compromises that you talked about between the various aviation impacts on climate, air and noise pollution. Indeed, the Green Deal concerns sustainability issues that go beyond CO2 reduction. The communication, for instance, states that air quality should be improved near airports by tackling the emissions of pollutants by airplanes and airport operations. So what are some of the measures that airports can implement to mitigate both air and noise pollution stemming from these airplanes and airport operations? And how does Eurocontrol get involved in this sphere? Yes, one of the main challenges related to aviation sustainability is to identify the best trade-off between different issues. So the emission noise impact dilemma 
is one of the most difficult challenges that airports have to deal with. On one side, there is an increasing need to reduce emissions and fuel burn for climate change and to improve air quality at around the airport. But on the other side, however, the noise disturbance is critical for people living close to an airport. Moreover, each airport has its own specificities and no single solution can fit to all. Local constraints need local solutions and the key is the collaboration between the core operational stakeholders. For this purpose, Eurocontrol has developed a collaborative framework called CEM, Collaborative Environment Management, a working agreement that supports operational stakeholders in identifying and implementing joint environmental improvement in their operation. The aim of this collaborative platform is to reach compromises on trade-offs from both an operational and environmental perspective. It is a concept that I know very well and I really believe in as I participated to the implementation of a CEM at Brussels Airport when I was working for Skies, the Belgium air navigation service provider. Together with the airport and the airlines, we achieved good results on very short terms. For instance, we succeeded to improve green landings or continuous descent operation in a few months by exchanging good practices or by better understanding the challenges on both controllers and pilot sites. We succeeded to find concrete solutions to these local issues. Hence, I'm really convinced that CEM, Collaborative Environmental Management, can help airports to optimize their operation while reducing their impact on the environment. Another operational solution that airports could implement is airport collaborative decision making. By optimizing the use of resources and improving the predictability of air traffic, the CDM, collaborative decision making, contribute to reduce average taxi time and therefore taxi fuel burn. To support airports in dealing with this noise emission challenge, Eurocontrols is also providing different tools accessible to all operational stakeholders. For assessing the air quality at an airport, we recommend to use our OpenALAX tool. This tool will assess many pollutants, not only CO2, NOx also, for instance, and will help the airport to identify where the problematic areas are at or around the airport. If an airport wants to make a noise assessment or to assess the emissions related to the air traffic flows, we recommend to use our impact tool. Training is also one of the main activities we are delivering to support the understanding and awareness of the aviation sector airports included. We offer a range of trainings managed by our institute in Luxembourg from general environment awareness to more specific trainings or webinars on topics such as impact or open alax tools. As well as recognizing that aviation contributes to climate change and working to reduce that impact, the effect of climate change will also affect the sector's operation and infrastructure. And to tackle this, we are working to improve understanding of those potential impacts 
for aviation in general and air traffic management in particular, including the quantification of potential impact and developing proposals for early, low-cost, concrete action to minimize risk and support stakeholders in addressing this challenge. Thank you for this, Marilyn. Lastly, restoring air connectivity will certainly be important for the economic recovery in the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic. At the same time, however, the path taken by the aviation sector will also be decisive in determining whether Europe is placed on a path to climate neutral growth in line with the Green Deal agenda. What is your take on this? Can climate resilient growth be achieved? And could COVID-19 perhaps be transformed into an opportunity for European aviation? Yeah. I'm personally convinced that the aviation sector is doing its best to achieve climate neutral growth. In the last European Aviation Environmental Report, we can read that the average fuel burn per passenger kilometer flown for passenger aircraft, excluding business aviation, went down by 24% between 1990 and 2016 as a result of the work that the aviation sector has been doing for many years to reduce the impact on the environment. Of course, with the COVID-19 crisis, the challenge is even bigger. As I explained before, I was working for Skies, the Belgium NSP, and I had the chance to work with several airlines, airports, and other NSPs. And I can assure you that all these colleagues are very motivated and are committed to improve their environmental performances. It is quite difficult for me now to speak about opportunity when it comes to COVID crisis because I know that they are living very difficult times. The entire industry is really suffering from the crisis. However, I also know that the entire sector is also fully supporting the idea that this current crisis could be used as an opportunity to build back better and as Euro control, we would like to support this. Now, how to do it? Why there is no simple or single solution to delivering a sustainable aviation sector, we see the development and uptake of sustainable aviation fuel as being key in further reducing CO2 emission. Of course, it will need to be properly implemented and it's why Eurocontrol is providing expertise to the development of guidance on potential policies for the deployment of SAF or sustainable aviation fuel at ICAO level. At European level, we would also like to support our operational stakeholders to facilitate the implementation of SAF at airport. The CEM, the Collaborative Environmental Management Working Arrangement I have mentioned before, could be the facilitative platform to understand the challenges related to the provision or uptake of SAF at an airport and to find ways to overcome any identified issues. One of the main drivers for climate resilient growth is additional research and innovation. The implementation of the Airspace Architecture Study, which was commissioned by the European Commission to the CISRGU, with strong support from Eurocontrol, will also be instrumental in this framework to achieve additional benefits in terms of aviation environmental footprint. We also believe that new technologies such as artificial intelligence or machine learning will allow us to overcome some current limitations 
and will contribute to deliver sustainable growth. Where COVID-19 has helped is that it has given us a breathing space where we are able to test out some new ideas, in particular in the area of operation, and also analyze how we can bring back a more sustainable return to growth. The aviation community is fully committed to reducing its contribution to global CO2 emissions and to speed up its decarbonization. I'm convinced that by combining improved operation, more advanced aircraft, sustainable alternative or aviation fuels, and new technologies, the aviation sector will certainly do its part to reach the objectives set out in the Green Deal. And perhaps, who knows, we can dream of it, go even further. Thank you, Marilyn, for sharing your thoughts on how the aviation sector can emerge more resilient and more sustainable from this crisis. I think you certainly leave us with some very interesting takeaways regarding the need for a systemic and collaborative approach to regulation that takes into account all the aviation stakeholders from airlines to airports and air traffic management. While it is clear that no solution fits all when it comes to decarbonizing aviation, uh, as you say, research, innovation and the CSER program in particular will have a key role to play in driving the necessary technological development and deployment uh, in line with the EU's climate neutrality objectives. Thank you once again for your time. And thank you for listening to me. Thank you for tuning in to On The Move. Keep an eye out on our channels for new episodes.